Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Half Hour on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahachko. I'm your host and my co-host on the West Coast, who is not a ghost, but is the most of the most. No, this is falling apart quickly. Chad Smart. Chad, hello, Ooh. sir. Hello, Greg. And... uh let me just say that uh, that was not my best effort. Well, I mean, it's it's only fitting this way the week is going. I mean, your Steelers got, got lucky. Um, that the Dolphins are playing their third string quarterback, so they had an easy victory on Sunday night. But next time, next time, there's always a next time as a Dolphins fan. You're you're living in the future, aren't you? Greg, this episode comes out in two weeks. I know, but I didn't know. Making we... it sound like we're typical. Topical. I, in 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 your defense, I like where you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how, how are you though? Seriously. Oh well, since in the last five minutes since we recorded the last episode, I'm still doing all right. Just again trying to figure out what I want to eat tonight. And Let, let's talk about some of those options that you have, because right. you were saying words that I've never heard before uh, oh, really? put together in a sentence. Oh, like, well, let me pull up the menu again that I was looking. Well, let's do free plug. What menu are you looking at? What uh, establishment are you considering uh, uh, giving your hard earned money to tonight? I was looking at the iron pot, iron teapot, dim sum and bar. Now, correct me if I'm wrong out there in L.A., uh, by the time we get done recording this, it's going to be almost eight o'clock. Yes. Is that about when places open up for dinner out there? Mm, no, but they are open for dinner. So, and, and I have this handy DoorDash app that I can actually order while we're recording and then go pick it up later. So I don't have to wait the full time. Isn't DoorDash supposed to bring the food to you? Well, it could, but this is in walking distance of my place. Oh, that's not bad. You know, one of the other requirements that I'm looking for is someplace that I can walk to. <laughs> it ain't got to be not, good, but it's got to be close. Yeah. And I've never tried this place before. Okay. Uh, like I said, so I was looking at the jumbo shrimp and pork sumai, if I'm saying that correctly, which is a jumbo cylindrical steamed dumpling made with juicy pork and ground shrimp topped with, uh, topped with raw fish roe. Masago. Masago. I would have thought that all that time you spent watching wrestling and New Japan and things like that, that you'd be a little bit better with the language. Yeah, I don't watch New Japan. Well, no, but you get enough like Ultimo Dragons and and uh, Sunny Onos. And- Do you listen? When, when it comes back, listen to the Out of Touchstone podcast and see how often I mispronounce words on there. That's it's kind of like my gimmick. Do you have a return date in mind? I don't. I, I mean, with my thinking, I would like to see either early December or maybe right after the first of the year. Because okay. I know we want to record a few, have a few episodes in the can before coming back so that we have some padding. Um, but I have not heard of um, there. There. This year has, has not been a good year personally for. Uh, my co-host and the originator of the Out of Touchstone podcast. Oh, no. 
yeah, there's just been a lot of family issues and oh, real sorry to hear that. I like situations like that. So, and, and you know, he bought a house. And why? I don't know. In L.A. Outside of L.A., yes. Same difference. So, like what Van Nuys? No, that's the Valley. No, uh, Baldwin Baldwin Park. Silly Mike. Yeah, I, does he listen I, to the show? I doubt it. Can we admonish him then? Yeah, Mike. No, everybody knows you don't buy in California. Yeah. Well, and especially he, I went out to his house for a housewarming party in June. And I probably will not be back for a housewarming party until, or any type of party until, well, at least not until gas gets back under $7 a gallon. So $7. I filled up. I, you know what? I only say this. Because I thought it was expensive in Illinois. I filled up today. It was three ninety seven. <clears throat> uh, I, I think know. we did come down the the gas station that I normally get gas. I think we were, it was at six oh nine when I passed it a couple of days ago. My goodness. Yeah. This is getting just a little ridiculous. Am I wrong? Oh, it's not getting a little ridiculous. It's getting a lot ridiculous. Well, if you're going to be like that about it, then you know. Yeah. All right. Well, this is not the topic that you had in mind for us to uh, discuss. My belly is empty. I'm getting hungry. So what? Trying to figure out what to eat. Are you? Um, are you ethnic food eater? I mean, yes. obviously you do, but is that like your go-to? What? Um, no. I, I'm trying to think of what what show I was watching. Re- oh, I within the last week or so, I finished the entire run of. Big Bang Theory. Okay. And it seemed like uh, out there in Pasadena, mm-hmm. it's always like Indian food, Thai food, Chinese, you know, uh, like they're like, come on. You, I mean, outside of their, you know, trips to the Cheesecake Factory, they're just not getting burgers or, or, or maybe rarely a pizza. But, and I, I look, I realize I'm in the quote unquote flyover states. Mm-hmm. And that California is is uh, flush with uh, you know people from all over the world, and they all have you know I'm sure to a lot of people delicious food. You you said something in that menu uh, that I was like, oh, you mentioned shrimp, and I'm like, no thanks. Uh, mm-hmm. My friend of the show uh, Josh was in Lincoln, Nebraska, and had uh, a, a Cajun was at a Cajun restaurant for a breakfast just today and had some type of shrimp and andouille sausage on grits and, and poached eggs. And I'm like, yeah, that all sounds good except for shrimp and grits. And I've never had a poached egg before. So <laughs> like, well, I'm thinking in, in Nebraska, here, here's my rule is that I try to stay away from fish in landlocked States. Right. So, although, I mean, over the weekend did go to a place that uh, we had seafood and we had oysters, and they were probably the best oysters I've had all year. And I asked the waitress, I'm like, oh, do you know what type of oysters these were? And he, she said they were from Virginia. Oh. So I was like, oh, okay. Because normally you get local, you know, local oysters. But then we had a nice lobster bisque that the menu said came with half a lobster, but actually had a full lobster in the bisque. I'm like... I mean, it was kind of messy trying to pull apart a lobster that had been soaking in soup, but 
In the bisque. In the bisque, but oh, that was such so, such so, chef's kiss. Um, but yes, do I go back to your question? Yeah, you know, there. I, I mean, my go-to if I'm walking just around my place, I do have a good Thai place that's oh, okay. three blocks away. Um, there's a couple of Indian places right across the street that are good. They just take about an hour for prep, and I don't understand why. And I usually don't want to wait that much time when I'm ordering. Um, but yeah, other than that, yes, there's a subway across the street. But I also have Mediterranean food. I have Cuban food. And I have this dim sum place that, again, I've never had them. And so I'm curious, but I don't know if they're a place to try this late at night, knowing that if it's not good, I'll be eating really late when I go drive to Taco Bell to replace it. I feel like what you're probably going to end up doing is going to Taco Bell and then maybe getting the dim sum tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Or probably just go to Subway and then and eat fresh. And eat fresh. Yeah. Cause I try to save my Taco Bell for Taco Bell and AEW dynamite. Those are like the two go togethers. That I don't makes know. a lot of sense. I don't because know one's a uh one's one's gonna one's gonna be a turd and the other one already is. See what I did there, Chad? You can you can go hang out with Kevin Hunsberger with your anti AEW talk. I thought he loved AEW. No, he's he's a full member of the Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club. See, I always thought that uh I always thought that he was the never mind. All right. Well anyway, Chad, we're ten minutes into this episode. We only got twenty <laughs> minutes left. What are we gonna talk about? Well, I was thinking because this is our last episode before Halloween. I know we've done some other Halloween episodes, but I was thinking because I've been trying to go through, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I, I was trying to watch, you know, a horror film a day for the month of October and then um, just stopped um, at some point. So I was, I was going to ask you, one, are you a horror movie fan? And two, what movie is the scariest movie you've ever seen? Hmm. I would say generally not a horror movie fan. Mm-hmm. That being said, uh, you know, and I, I always thought I'm like, ah, you know, zombies. And I don't want to watch zombies, but I remember going, I remember going and watching, uh, was it land of the dead? Uh, I think, uh, well, the city of the shit. I think there's land of the dead and there's Island of the dead. Maybe I was trying to think it was some, one of them was, I don't know. Uh, I can't remember. And then army of the dead, uh, a couple years back on uh, Netflix, uh, say what you want about that. Um, but I, you know, it's, it's weird. Like, uh, 30 days of night, which is a comic book adaptation, but it's all about, you know, like vampires who of course can't survive in sunlight, but what happens if they attack a remote North Alaskan village at the peak of winter where you don't see the sun for 30 days. That's why it's called 30 days. You know, and that's uh, gosh, that movie's almost 20 years old now uh, starring Josh, Josh Hartnett among others. Um, so I, I don't know. 
there are some that I just don't care for. The and I think we've touched on this in the past, but like the uh, uh, the torture porn, you know, mm-hmm. types like the saws and things like that. Um, and I recently watched something that I've never seen those old uh, Universal classic, you know, movies. I think we talked about that on the, on the last episode. But watching Werewolf by Night on Disney Plus kind of uh, spurned a little interest in in some of those classic horror movies. Uh, so, um, but I don't. Yeah, by and large, they're not. You know, I, I I'd rather laugh, <laughs> um, or or at least be thrilled or or titillated in some other way. That that didn't come out right, and I apologize. <laughs> yeah, um, I was gonna say. Real, uh, go ahead, finish your thought. I was gonna say the scariest movie I've ever seen. It, it I think they're varying degrees because it's like. The scary one of the scarier movies that I recall as like a kid probably wouldn't scare me now, but I'm still not in a big rush to go out and watch it. I like the again the saws, you know, the saw one and two, which I've seen. There's a movie again, this falls more under thrilling, but it definitely has its gore elements. Um, and it's called Oh, I just had it. Your buddy's in it, Christian Slater. Uh, Tales the, from the Dark Side, the movie? No, uh, Val Kilmer is in it, LL Cool J. Oh, Mindhunter. Oh, um, not the uh, informant, but... Uh, Mind Mindhunters, I believe Mind, is what it's called. Mindhunters, yes. Uh, which, again, was... It, it, it's, it's about a bunch of FBI profilers who are all out on this local you know, remote spot for some uh, training again on profiling and they're being picked off one by one from the inside. Uh, and so, you know, that this uh, individual uses their personality traits against them. So Christian Slater's this is a spoiler for a almost 20 year old movie, but Christian Slater's character always rushes in without thinking. Uh, and in, in doing so in this one scene, he trips a wire that sprays out uh, liquid nitrogen or, or, you know, favorite, whatever, and basically freezes his legs off. And so they shatter underneath him. Uh, Val Kilmer is uh, kind of the, the, the leader of the squad, if you want to call it that. And as such, he's kind of like in the control room, pulling the strings and things like that. So when they find it, they, they all suspect that he's the one. And when they go and try to confront him, uh, they find that he's been strung up like a puppet, you know, with the puppet master type of, of, uh, so that's unsettling. But if I go back in time to the movie that I probably had not seen in over 30 years and I'm okay with, it'd be Return to Oz. It's, okay. I know it's, it's not like the, the classic horror movie. It's a kid's movie for crying out loud, but you have the, the, the wheelers. And you have the woman who can just take her head off and replace it with it. I, I know it's ridiculous. Uh, it's it's nobody's. You know, it, it it's not going to be any uh, first round draft pick of, of a horror movie. But there's something about that movie. I I just won't go back and watch it. Yeah, I had not seen Return to Oz until probably about two or three years ago, and but I knew its reputation of being very not wizard of oz and being very like 
not for kids and scary for kids. And so I, I can see that. Um, real quick, I just want to jump back to Land of the Dead, which was uh, a George Romero film. He who gave us Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead. And it came out in 2005. And when I, I saw this in the theater and I thought, I'm not a big zombie film person. Yes, this but, is the one. But Land of the Dead uh, has came out after Shaun of the Dead which George Romero really liked. So he had Simon Pegg and Edgar Frost or Edgar, um, not Edgar Frost, Nick Frost, Nick Frost, uh, play a couple of zombies in this film. This is the one I remember. I also saw this in a, in a theater uh, when when it came out and, and you're right. The other one was Dawn of the dead, which, which uh, for whatever reason escaped my, my uh, mental capacities. But I was like, yeah, the one with John Leguizamo and Dennis Hopper. Uh, and this was Land of the Dead was it. And I remember we were going to be late uh, to the show and whoever was driving was going almost 100 on the interstate to uh, get us there. I'm like, with the benefit of hindsight, I'm like, ah, we probably could have been late. Yeah. And what was the other movie that John Leguizamo and Dennis Hopper starred in together? It's a classic everyone should watch, especially. Oh, 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 oh uh, Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers, yes. Good. That's right, because Dennis Hopper was King Koopa. Yes. Took me uh, I was like, that was Bob Hoskins, but then I remembered that he played the villain. Yeah. And, and John Leguizamo played Luigi Mario, because apparently Mario is their last name. And also, he's taken issue, not to jump onto current events uh, too much, but he's taken issue with the fact that for the upcoming Super Mario Brothers animated p- picture, that Mario and Luigi are voiced by uh, Caucasian actors. And I think he's taking issue with the, the, I don't know if you want to call it whitewashing or, or the lack of diversity on the cast, uh, in total. So I was like, they're wow. Italian Americans from Brooklyn. I don't know what you expect. And I think he should take a, take, um, umbrage, umbrage. Is that what the word I'm um, umbrage. umbrage at the fact that they never made a sequel to super Mario brothers because the movie is awesome. And it deserves a sequel. Bold statement, Cotton. And a uh, crossover with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Go home. You're drunk. Uh, I would say that the scariest film that I can recall seeing. I mean, when I was when I was younger, I really like did like horror films, and I think Nightmare on Elm Street one gave me nightmares for a couple of weeks. Like I always thought I would wake up and look out the window and Freddy Krueger would be standing there. But then in the late eighties, you kind of had more of a, you know, toned down horror and more, you know, campy schlocky, you know, Freddy became a comedian, basically nightmare on Elm street three and four are great. You know, Friday the 13th, by the time you get to part six, part seven, they're not really as scary, but uh, I remember my freshman year of college, they did a uh, advanced screening of Candyman at the Harp Campus Theater. And so I went and saw that. And, you know, there's t- times where I'm like kind of like looking away from the screen, looking down at my shoes. But I know what's that on the floor? So I don't have to see what's going on. <laughs> the girl sitting next to me had her head in her knees pre- pretty much the entire time. And the guy on my left was like chainsaw from summer school. He was just like, Oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. This is, you know, and I'm, I made note to stay away from him if I ever saw him again on <laughs> campus. So 
it's funny because I just as, as some of these characters that you're naming, they are so prevalent in the uh, social conscience. Mm-hmm. I had never, I don't think to this day I've ever actually sat down and watched beginning to end a, a Friday the 13th movie. Again, mm. it's not my genre. To those who enjoy it, more power to you. It's not my thing. But, of course, I knew who Jason was. And I have, I don't remember the year. Like I don't remember how old I was. But I remember a dream that I had as a child. And in my dream, I'm laying in bed and, you know, like I'm under my covers. and I wake up and Jason is at the foot of my bed. And for whatever reason, like that vision is it's burned in my brain. Like I couldn't tell you what I dreamt last night, but that and, and another one that I have from like really young is uh, I'm hanging on, you know how like all skyscrapers have really easy ledges that, you know, people can hold on to. Uh, So I'm holding on to one of those and inside the glass is Slimer laughing at me. Like those two are, you know, it's, what what the brain remembers you know mm. it, it it'd be a really fascinating study as far as what actually gets you know imprinted in our synapses um again I, I couldn't tell you what i dreamt you know this morning or last night um so but but jason being at the foot of my bed is is you know it, it's terrifying for a child right yeah i would think so yes Especially one that uh, doesn't like hockey, because I, 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 hey, time out. (laughs) As if that were the case, then Casey Jones would have terrified me too. Good point. Good point. I forgot about Casey Jones, but uh, I recommend there was a video that came out uh, after the movie The Wrestler came out. Um, It's called Jason Voorhees, The Wrestler, and it's like a parody of the Bruce Springsteen song. And it's all about Jason Voorhees. Um, the only line I can re- remember is there's a bald Corey Feldman because Corey <laughs> Feldman is in Friday the 13th part four. And um, yeah, he shapes his head at one point. Uh, anyway. Guy. Yeah. Uh, Crispin Glover is also in that one. And Kevin Bacon is in Friday the 13th part one. I did know that. Yeah. He was also in animal house. So he's been doing it for a good long time. Yeah. So proud of him. Good for him. Yes. He and, needs and, more work. Yeah. I, he's good. There's a new movie on Peacock that he's in. Um, I think it's called They, Them. And yes. It's like a, yeah. Is that like a parody? Yeah. I think it's supposed to be kind of like a, a satire mm. horror film. But um, yeah, I lost my train of thought. I was going to say, oh, you know, you were saying, you know, you have. You, you may not have seen the films, but you know who all the classic horror people are, horror villains. And there is a, a group on YouTube called the Merkins, which are, Fre- it's Freddie, Jason, Leatherface, Ghostface, and Michael Myers. And they just do parody videos. So the one that has popped up here on my um, uh, YouTube search for that. Friday the 13th, the wrestler video is the Slash Street Boys. I'll kill you that way. <laughs> but they have a bunch of parodies. You can uh, look them up. They're called the Merkins. But it, just going to be wondering, you know, it'll never happen due to 
the different studios that control each character. But, you know, we did get a Freddy versus Jason movie, but what if we got a, you know, a, a crossover MCU type Avengers movie with all of these slasher horror villains? It would. And it was a comedy. <laughs> I don't know about the comedy part. I feel like what it would become and Freddy versus Jason almost sounds wouldn't that a battle to see, you yeah. know, like who could rack up the, the highest body count or something? Well, it was Freddy versus Jason. They were trying to kill each other. And then other people, you know, just got killed. Collateral damage. Of course. Well, I, I feel like if if they attempted it, a la, you know, Alien versus Predator or, you know, Freddy, mm-hmm. there is there, there's a way you could easily do it, you know, by a little post credit scene where. Uh, you know, uh, Freddy appears in Leatherface's dreams, or you know, something like that. It's there, there, there's a way to, or Ghostface, you know, there's a way to mm-hmm. intermingle, uh, that th- those characters. Um, but hey, in, in a world where we got the Avengers, which you know, uh, Paramount had some, and and uh, others. Yeah, you know, I was like, I feel like there's a way to blend it all together. Um, if they did that, I feel like it would make mega bucks uh, because that's you know. But it would be, I I don't know how you, I I don't know if it could be done as an a la Avengers. Uh, Avengers, you'd have to be, you know, we're we're trying to rack up the biggest body count. We're all in competition because if you put those four or five guys on the same team, like who's going to stop them except a bunch of, uh, you know, sex starved teenagers. Well, I believe they were, they were trying to do Ash versus Freddie versus Jason, Jason, oh. uh, Bruce Campbell's Bruce Campbell. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that, there you go. You bring Ash in and he gets to take them all out. And I don't know if you ever watched Ash versus the evil dead. TV show, but I did not. I did not. I it was in my queue for the longest time, and I just you know, it's too much going on. But I do love Army of Darkness. Oh, that is a that is a classic. So, and and I will say, you know, as we're winding down to keep on the Halloween theme, if you have not watched the CBS show Ghosts, I highly recommend it. It is uh, in its second season currently. Um, my girlfriend and I just started rewatching the first season because she hadn't seen it. And it's a show that holds up. It's very well. It's about um, a couple that inherit a um, mansion, basically, and they're going to turn it, turn it into a bed and breakfast. Hmm. And then the wife has an accident, has a near-death accident. And when she wakes up, she can see the ghosts that are living in the mansion. And so you have all these ghosts from the last, like, 600 years that have died there. So you have a Viking and native American, uh, you know, so, uh, and others, and I, I highly recommend it. It's nice, easy, 20 minute fun. It's on, it's available on the uh, Paramount plus. If you don't have cable, you, you asked me about and shame on me because I know I've, I think we've talked about this or I talked about it with uh coast of the year, Mike Luther over in Nerd United, but 13 ghosts, uh, mm. With Shannon Elizabeth, Matthew Lillard, Matthew uh, Tony Shaloub, uh, and a bunch of other people, uh, I've seen that several times. I enjoy that, but 
when you mentioned, you know, the ability to see ghosts, I was reminded of the Frighteners. Mm. If you remember the Frighteners? Yes. I, uh, I, I did. That's another film that I knew of, but I probably watched it for the first time within the last year. Really? Yeah. I saw this movie. I didn't see it in the theater, certainly. Um, but I saw this movie probably 98. Mm. So, huh? Yeah. You know, it's nice little Michael J. Fox, Peter Jackson collaboration. And if, if you're not familiar with it, folks, uh, it, it's worth it. You can watch it uh, on Peacock. Uh, but uh, Michael J. Fox plays a con man who uses the ghosts he sees and maintains friendships with in order to rip off people in order to make a living uh, after he loses his wife. Uh, so it's got some, it's got some heartbreak in there, you know, some, some real loss, uh, almost like Casper. Um, Great film, by the way. It's, it's better than people I think give it credit for. I do so. too. That's, well, Casper, is a great Chad, film. Yeah. as we uh, prepare to put the pin in Hollywood or Hollywood, uh, Halloween, um, all we can do is we can get ready for uh, next month where we start talking about Thanksgiving and all the great Thanksgiving movies that are there. I mean, we're not going to skip straight to Christmas like the stores do. We can, but eight episodes for Christmas kind of seems like a lot. I mean, there's only four weeks in Advent. Yeah. I mean, there's eight days to Hanukkah. Yeah, but I, I don't know what any of that means mm. but i'll we light a lamp and we're out of time this is a production of the jittery monkey podcast network for more jittery shenanigans go to jitterymonkey.com. monkey.com